Follow us on Facebook at Off Script with Super E Podcast. Also follow us on Twitter at Off Script Pod underscore one. Off Script with Super E recommends listener discretion as these real but sometimes uncensored stories can be filled with mature content. Hello everybody, Jay here, back with another Off Script with Super E. In case you're hearing what sounds like a train in the background or a combine for those of you that are in our farming community. I'm actually mobile, mobile, driving along in southern Indiana and chatting with my buddies A Train and Super E. A Train, say something. Hey, Jay and Super E. What's going on, guys? Hey, uh, Jay, what is that? Yes. Is that like a Model A? What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> it's, it's yes. a Maxwell. I got I got to be careful if I stop because I may have to get out and crank it again to start it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Every, I, every once in a while, I hear a little rattle. But uh, yes, well, that would be um, some music equipment riding in the back, uh-huh. as you know, A Train. This is our uh, this is our gig car, man. Oh, you're driving the gig vehicle. I'm in the gig vehicle, heck yeah. Yes. All right. Are you, yep. You heading down to southern Indiana to get musical? No, I am not getting musical. I just was lazy and didn't want to unpack everything. Got it. Yes. Nope, it. I'm actually going down to hang out with my folks. It's my brother's birthday. We're going to watch some basketball and eat some pizza. Nice. Jay, tell Jesco White and the rest of your family I said hello. Man, them are my people. Them's my people. I done told her not to make them damn runny eggs. I done. <laughs> now, now the judge told you not to hit me no more. <laughs> Love me some Jesco. God, this yeah. sounds just like your sister. <laughs> His sister, Kirk. Remember that? The sister's yes. name was Kirk. Yes. Uh, oh, man. She drove that truck in the middle. <laughs> hey, I got an idea. Before we lose all of our listeners, let's tell yes. us. Let's have Super E tell us a story. <laughs> I think okay. you're right there. Yeah, we don't, want to lose, we don't want to lose all, what, five of them. And, Jay, could you get a shout out to some of the people down there in Nashville real quick? You know what? That's a great idea, Super E. I'm going to give a shout-out to our avid listeners, Jimmy, Steve, and Tom. They listen to every episode on Mondays, and uh, I, I think we need to have one or both of them or all three of them on for a little Q&A sometime. What do you guys think? Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. Well, I got, a, I got a story for the Nashville Cats down there. You guys ready? Right on. They play clean as comfort water. Go yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> this this happened, this was about 10 years ago. And when I used to drive into work, I would go through the West Side hot dog stand of our beloved city that we were uh, servicing. 
And uh, before I'd go to work, I would pick up one of the girls working the street. And then I would give them the option of, uh, hey, you know, I'm going to write you a summons. Give me some drug information. And then I, you know, I won't turn this in if it's any good. And they're like, right on. So I just wrote this girl summons and she calls me up the next day and goes, call this number right here. And this girl will just meet you and sell you some meth. It was one of them unbelievably cheap motels by the highway called the, what was it? The super seven plus one motel. <laughs> yes. The Eagle, um, Eagle eight. <laughs> yes. So anyways, so, you know, we get the guys where, you know, my backup, we're all, they're all around. And uh, one of them was the, the crookster, a friend of the show. And uh, he was my backup and I could see him. He was about four cars away in this crowded parking lot. And all I had to do was call the girl on the phone. She come, she's a I'm like, oh my God, she's a meth head. She comes, jumps in the car and goes, hey, nice to meet you, Super E. Uh, and uh, just gives me the dope. I give her the money. I said, take it easy. I said, I'll be giving you a call again. She, uh, she goes, call me. I'll be right here. I was like, 10-4. So we waited like a day, maybe two days. I can't remember. So I call her up again. And this time she goes, yeah, I got the stuff, but I'm not at the same place. I'm down there by the truck stop. And these truck stop motels were the armpits of the world. I mean, they were, they, you know, the doors wouldn't shut. There's rainwater, feral cats running around. Okay. And, are, are, um, so would it be safe to say there's no room service? Yeah, oh, yeah. There's none. There's none. Or a different kind of room service, maybe. To call well, the they had room service on my honeymoon. <laughs> but uh so anyways when i called her on the phone she told me to go down to this place i was like you know you start getting that little uh spider senses tingling it sounds like a possible robbery trying to rob me and i told her i said listen don't have any boyfriends pop up or anything like that because I ain't going to let you rob me. Oh, that's not way. No, that won't happen. That won't happen. So I got the troops down there to back me up. I'm in a big old piece of shit, blue Ford pickup truck. And so we get down there by this cheap motel. And I can see the guys are parked where a bunch of cars are so they don't stick out. And the two guys that were going to help me, what we're going to do is what you call a buy bus. I got one buy offer. And then the second buy, we was just going to, you know, take her down, lock her up, see if she wanted to work off her case or go to jail. So that's what a buy bust is. As soon as I give a signal, they come in and take the uh, drug dealer to jail. Got it. So I'm sitting down there. I call her on the phone and I said, I'm here. And what I did was I didn't want her just to walk up to my driver's side window and stick it through the window because any video devices that I had wouldn't pick her up because she was kind of short. So I, I made sure both doors were open. Wait a minute. She couldn't see over the over the door? Well, she, she, what, well I'm, I didn't think the We already did the show camera. about midgets. No, no, we no. We already no. did the midget show. No, the, the uh, camera angle wouldn't have got a good shot at oh, okay, So okay. I needed her to be in, in the vehicle next to me. Right. So anyway, she goes, uh, I call her on the phone. I go, I'm sitting out in front. What are we doing? 
she goes, oh, I'm coming. And then I see her come out, and she's got a dude with her. Oh. I immediately, no, she's about 50 yards away. I immediately call her back. I go, okay, I thought I warned you. Nobody to come along. He's probably got a gun. No, don't even try it. She goes, no, 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 it's cool, it's cool. I said, all right. You know, I, it's one of those things. You got to make a quick decision. Boom, I made it. I'm going to go with it. Mm-hmm. So he comes walking down there. And the reason, you know, I had the hood up, the doors open. And uh, I told him, hey, the trucks was overheating a little bit. I go, get in. I don't want everybody to see what we're doing. So the dude, and he, he looks like, you know, uh, a D-grade uh, M&M or vanilla ice looking guy. <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, he's about he's he's about five foot six or seven, about 135 pounds, you know, the baggy shit and all that. Uh-huh. And uh, he jumps in, sits right next to me. So he's a beautiful camera angle. And the girl that sold me the dope two days earlier, she jumps in and now she's right next to the passenger door, but she's not sitting. She's like said she's like on her knees facing us, looking at us. And yeah. and so she can't see anything out the passenger window. So I'm looking at the dope and I'm thinking, I've got to keep their attention down because if they look out this windshield, they're going to see my backup sneaking up to do the buy bus. Mm-hmm. So as I'm talking to the guy, her boyfriend, and he was a nice guy, you know, very congenial, wasn't being a punk at all. And uh, I was just saying, hey, is this dope any good? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's great dope. And I said, all right, well, I said, count that money, make sure it's there, because uh, I made up some excuse. I say, I see things backwards, so count it. So you could hear him counting it out loud. And so then I give the code word for the guys to come in. So I see him sneak, the car is sneaking through the parking lot like a shark. And the t- two guys that were going to take these people down, one guy's name was Steve. I know we got a lot of Steves that we talk about, but this is a different guy. He was like 6'7", 250 pounds. And he almost played in the NFL as a field goal kicker. And the other guy was Andy, and he was tall and lanky, but he was strong too. And these were two guys that if you needed somebody taken down and arrested, these are the guys you want. Okay. So I see him sneaking in, and then they kind of did the old uh, – they snuck around the, the b- back of the truck and was coming up. So I got to keep these people's attention. And I'm sitting there going, hey, man. Got to make sure this is good stuff because those guys, I was saying I was selling it to railroaders. Those railroaders know it's fake stuff. They'll kick the shit out of me. He was like, Super E, this is really good stuff. You don't have to worry about it. And then next thing I know, I could, I could see in the corner of my eye the guy named Steve, the six foot seven dude, sneaking up. And remember, the door's already open. And he just grabs the girl and snatches her. And she like disappears like a puff of smoke, like we're on beware. <laughs> Boom, she's gone. And and the, and then me and the and the dude, he looks over, and he sees her gone, and he sees this big. Steve's a big bald guy, and he he looks like one of the uglier siblings of the Hills Have Eyes. Just kidding. But anyways, <laughs> he sees him. And he is freaked out. He reaches in his pants or his, his uh, long-ass, baggy-ass shorts and pulls out a big fucking gun. Ugh. And I'm like, shit. And so I did my best Jackie Chan knife hand 
and hit hit his wrist and the gun went flying and i said he's got a gun and i shoved him out and they grabbed him and they were trying to put him in cuffs this dude was about five foot six five foot seven 135 pounds he gave them them guys everything they could handle they were having such a tough time getting this little dude in cuffs see people don't understand that when somebody doesn't want to go to jail there is no special secret handhold where you grab their thumb and twist it and they comply. When that person doesn't want to go to jail and they're possibly on meth, they freak out. They have tons of adrenaline and they're almost impossible to deal with. Absolutely. But, how about that first, th fellas, how about that first time you get your first resistor? Because you like, like, like Super E just described, you know, Turn around, put your hands on your back. I'm going to put your thumbs together, interlock, blah, blah, blah. First time someone says, oh, hell no. Oh, and the yeah. fight's on. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you're doing, your, you know, because you don't want to do anything that could possibly injure them severely unless they're going to shoot you. Right. But, um, you know, you're just trying to get their hands behind the back, cuffed and all that. And so you, you have to play by the rules as a policeman. They don't play by any rules. Right. No, they do not. You know, right. they're, tr they're going to try to hurt you as quick as possible. But anyways, they were able to get this dude under control. And then he knew right away that he had been had by me. Uh -huh. So off they went with this guy. And then they took the girl and they interviewed him. And I guess the drug dealer, um, he didn't say he wasn't going to say anything. He just went to jail. But the girl, they were going to give her a chance to, you know, any information, work off her case, something like that. She wasn't going to try to get her boyfriend in trouble. She's going to work off, work off a case regarding somebody completely different. Yeah. But the next day I go in and we were talking about it. And I'm like, I was kind of kind of proud of myself the way I, I did the old, you know, Chuck Morris, U.S. Marshal, you know. <laughs> Karate chop to the wrist. Yeah. And uh, um, wait a minute. He's a Texas. He's not a good Yeah. He's a he's a Texas Ranger, isn't he? Texas Ranger. Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. Now I'm going to digress here. When I first got into the uniform, when I was first in uniform on the northwest part of the hood, there was a family of people that had a, uh, about three sons that are were basically completely mentally deranged. And they would run around, and one of the guys' name was Roger. And at night, he'd run around bugging everybody on the street, and he'd be screaming, I'm Chuck Morris, U.S. Marshal. And then he would just, he would be fucking with people, and they would, and the people would look at me and go, Gonzalez, you better do something about this motherfucker. I'm going to put my foot up in his ass so far, breast going to smell like shoe polish. And I would have to, come on, Roger. I had to get him out of his way so nobody beat the shit out of him. So that's where I got that from. Okay. Um, but oh, anyway. Well, valid. Yes. So anyways, I'm getting back. to. So I go in the office the next day, and I'm kind of saying, hey, man, did you guys see when he pulled that gun? I just did the old knife hand right to his wrist. The gun went flying. I was like, drop the gun. Boom. Well, my comrades who helped make the arrest, they had a different version of it. They go, no, that's not what it sounded like to us. You didn't sound like Chuck North. I go, who do I sound like? He sounded more like Richard Simmons. Drop the gun, you bad man. Smack! I go, okay, I don't remember sounding like that. 
I'm going to go oh, to Chuck Norris. So yeah. Super E sweating to the oldies. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love So anyways. And then, oh, my God. You want to see the size of this dog I just passed pooping. Good Lord. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So anyways, wow. so then they go, hey, we got we got a jail call. You guys got to hear this. So this dude, his he was getting his uncle, I guess it was his uncle, to get him out of jail. And so they did this a call. The little, guy? the little guy's uncle was calling the little guy up in jail okay. to talk to him about how he's going to get him out of jail, bond, whatever. What what was going to happen? Well, the girlfriend. Was he trying yeah, the girlfriend was also on the call, and they had like a three-way call. So anyway, so I'm listening to this call, and the I bet uncle. That's not the only thing they did three-way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about it. Hey, go back to driving, Jay. Go on. Yeah. Three. <laughs> so, so anyways, so the uncle's going. He goes, "What the hell happened?" And he goes, "Oh man, the guy got me." And he goes, "He was a big dude." And the uncle said this. He goes. I saw the arresting officer's name, which was the guy named Andy, and he's kind of a tall, skinny guy. And how he knew the description of Andy kind of freaked me out. I'm like, how does he know what Andy looks like? Because yeah. Andy was kind of tall and slender. Yeah. He goes, he was a tall, slender guy. And then the girl goes, oh, he was a, he was, he was a, he was a, not a tall, skinny guy. He was an older guy. And then she realized that we would be listening in, and she was trying to work off her case. She, she knew that she caught herself. She didn't want to say, oh, he was an old man. His name was Papa. She goes, he was an older guy, but he was, so, he was so good looking. He was very attractive. And I was like, she's sucking up, but keep going, baby. I like the sound of that. She's talking and, about you. Yeah. Okay. And, and then the guy that is arrested, he's like, well, I don't know about that. He goes, he was a big motherfucker. He was a big fucking cock diesel motherfucker. And I was like, diesel? I like the sound of that, especially because there was not a sucker between cock and diesel. So I said, I'll take that. And I was thinking to myself, I'm going to call up the funeral home, scrap that one tombstone of beloved father and husband, and put here lies super E, cock diesel motherfucker. So uh, what like, is the definition of cock diesel? I don't know. It's a. I think the way he was acting like he was kept acting like I was some sort of badass dude, kind of like, oh. uh, like what was his name, Lorenzo Lamas and uh, Renegade or something <laughs> like that, dude. Hey, hey, Jay. That's what I took it as. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Jay. Uh huh. So, I looked up in the Urban Dictionary what cock diesel means. And yes. it does mean a badass MF is what, is what it means. Wow. Yeah. Man, super E. Yes. Cock diesel. Cock diesel. So after for a while there, for, you know, I was no longer super E. I was cock diesel. So and I, I think like, I think we need to get with corporate and have a corporate attorney uh, get that copyrighted real quick and get some T-shirts made. Like trademark, like um, yeah. Pat Riley did with three people. I'm I'm on the phone right now with corporate, and uh, we we're working on that trademark right now. Awesome. Yes. Do, do we have enough money in the account to to, to pay said corporate attorneys or? 
I said well, I'd get with them later on that. So. Well, if they charge $12, we got them covered. <laughs> oh, man. Super E, that's badass. You, yeah. I mean, I was thinking to my, I was like all bragging to myself about how I uh, chopped the gun right out of the guy's hand, thinking I looked super cool. And they were like, oh, Richard Simmons, slap. I was like, okay, no, that, that's not the way. <laughs> that's not the way it happened. Right. Let's stay on the same page. That is badass, even though the guy was 5'6", 135. That oh, yeah, but he can, I tell you what, if he wanted to, he could kick some ass. <laughs> and he knows the cock a motherfucker when he sees one. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> side, side, note to the, um, side note to the young girl that was supposed to help us out. Uh-huh. Now, I, I'm thinking I have this right. This is the information I got later. About a week later... They found her passed out at a stoplight after she shot up some heroin, and she's like three months pregnant. Oh, so, oh. I hope I hope she got her shit together. Uh, oh my goodness! Well, that that yep. was you did a good job there, Supri. That's that's pretty. Bad. Thanks, A Train. Uh, yeah, that's a, that that's a good that's a that's a nice tale right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, it is. Hey, can you make up some more? Sure. Just kidding, everybody. That is true. That actually happened. Wink. Yes. Right. And you know, you know, the beauty of it is somewhere buried, there's a probable cause that can prove every one of your tales. That is right. The validity of everything you say, Super E, there is a probable cause affidavit to back it up. You know, I found some of my uh, case notes from 30 years ago some of my documentation and right i'm right now i'm in my garage they're by my corvette no but i i've got these <laughs> i've got these case notes from 1989 yeah. and 90 it's hilarious that was great that was good that'll you know what we just put a time stamp on this episode yeah yes yes Ooh-wee. oh man oh man oh. all right well uh any, anything you can add to that, Super E? Nope, I'm about done. What do you say, A-Train? I don't have anything. Hey, Jay, how close are you to your destination? Oh, I've got probably 40 more minutes of windshield time, give or take. Okay. Well, I think the listeners, I think they appreciate your dedication. Um, next episode, you're going to broadcast from the bathroom? Um, well, you know, that's, I, I would do that if need be, you know, that's, yes. I, I, cause I, I think, I think, um, Steve was actually commode sitting. He might have been, uh-oh. Are, are we losing Jay? Yeah. We're Did losing. he say he was going to hang out in the men's bathroom with the ghost of George Michael? What was he saying? I couldn't that's, hear him. That's exactly what he said. Yeah, that's exactly right. Hey, well, Super e. hey, train, you gonna take us out? I'm gonna take you out because I think Jay's gone. So, <laughs> listen. yeah, him and his 1928 Hupmobile <laughs> and his, I guess, an old cell phone. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, the bag phone, yeah. So, hey, Super E, that was a, a fantastic story. We appreciate you telling it, and we are out of here. 10 4, see ya. See ya. Bye. We'll